Hey, how's it going, Brendan? Going pretty good, bro. Just uh, over here chilling, trying to enjoy this L.A. sun. Maybe get a coffee. Maybe uh, walk by a celebrity on the lot. I don't know. You don't know what's gonna <laughs> I love that. Uh, who's been like, have you been starstruck? Uh, not exactly a starstruck, but kind of like star, like, confused. Like, for instance, um, I've said this story like a, in a few podcasts. So like there's a my my exec mentor he he works across the lot and I was outside of his building and there's this dude by a, a, a Escalade with like clearly like has personal security or what have you this ball, short, this short ball guy and I'm like there's no way that's Ben Diesel and I'm getting closer to him and he's wearing a fast nine jacket I'm like there's no way this is Ben Diesel outside the <laughs> Universal Studio executive office with the fast nine jacket and then I walk by and he's like. Oh, you know, I was up to, I was like, okay, okay, why is Vin Diesel wearing a fast line jacket at Universal? Like, people don't know who he is. So that was, like, really confusing. I'm like, it's cool I, I got to walk by him, but it's also like, bro, what are you doing? Like, that's like when, um... <laughs> like Jordan Neo Walker with a Jordan jersey on? <laughs> yeah, it's like when uh, Neo went into, like, a grocery store to see if anyone would recognize him or something like that. <laughs> like, what are you... You don't need this attention, bro. You good? Hey, man. Maybe you do. You don't know what's going on in their life. That's true. You know? If you had a bad day at home, it's like, <laughs> let me go to Universal lot so people can treat me like a god. You know? <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's not a bad superpower. Just know, like, yeah. if you're having a bad day, you could throw on a, a jacket mm. and drive yeah. a car and everyone will recognize you, you know, and, like, yeah. make you feel good. Yeah. I ain't I, mad at that. I, 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 was, I was starstruck, though, at the AFCA Awards, the African American Film Critics Association Awards. Yeah, uh, because that was black royalty. Like I'm in the room walking by Ryan Coogler, Angela Bassett, uh, Gina Prince Bythewood. You got uh, Megan Good. Yeah, there. you know what I mean. And I was just like, "Oh lordy!" You got Viola Davis. I was on the stage with Viola Davis. That was incredible. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. And the homie Roy Wood Jr. was hosting. It was a it was a fun night. That was beautiful. Yeah, I Man, that that's like trippy to me in general. That like. Uh, I, I'm I'm getting more comfortable with the idea of it, but that mm. like people that I genuinely know are becoming famous and are being viewed as such, like black royalty and like uh much deserved. It's just like I also like I also had cheese doodles today. Like I don't know if that should go in. Like yeah. that shit messes me up. They're like I had like off-brand chips, and I had famous <laughs> friends, and that reality is happening at once. You know, it's weird. That, it's yeah, it, it's very jarring. Um, and like it makes me wonder because like I know for a like I met a comic uh last week who I was hanging. You know the the, the barbershop show in Brooklyn in uh in the city. Yeah, and um, they had it like a. On like the east side, right? Yeah, the, yeah it's yeah. at the owner's shop. Uh, I'm hanging outside waiting for my spot at the barbershop show, and this guy comes over. He's like uh, introducing himself. He's like, "Yeah, I've been doing comedy four years. I just moved here from like some middle America state that okay. I never remember." <laughs> and like, he's like, "Yo," he's saying, "What's up to everybody?" And he says, "What's up to me?" And I'm like, "Yo, what's up?" Uh, my name's Gastor. And he's like, "Almonte." And I'm like, yeah. He's like, yo, you're why I moved to New York. He's like, I love oh, your comment. Wow. And like, it hit me that like, A, I said, thank you. I appreciate it. 
Um, B, like, I'm like, you know that, like, I'm going to take the J train, like, right after this. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like, my life is very regular. And, like, like, I I wonder when that transition happens of, A, like, you clearly aren't regular anymore. And I don't know when that is. Like, I definitely know that I still am regular. I know there's people that, but I, 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 I've maybe over the last two years started to acknowledge that there's people in comedy that would like to be where I am now. Like I have done some stuff Mm, and I think that's cool. Like I have to be appreciative of what the game's given me and what the audience is giving me. But I also know I want other things and I have people I look up to and like the, and the people that I know that are in, that are doing well, they're all people that I also know are regular people. Like I thankfully I have to, that's something I've noticed also that like none of the assholes have made it yet, at least from my group. Like, Mm. I feel like the people that I've been rooting for have been doing well. And I know they're genuine people, but in turn, I wonder if they had this feeling of like, you know, like, Oh, I'm still doing regular. Like, and like, they just have (laughs) like, I still got the image in my head of them being superstars. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely am working. Like, I, I would love to get to a place where, like, you know, people know my work and all that stuff. But I don't want to get to a place where, like, I can't, like, go to the grocery store. Like, one of yeah. my favorite things to do is, like, walk, go to a grocery store and just bullshit for, like, 45 minutes, taking my time getting stuff. But I want to do it with my wife. My wife takes a little bit too long for me. Like, I like to be <laughs> in the music, like, listen to music and vibing and just, like, having fun, right? Um but it, it, same thing happened to me with Drum Black History. Like some some people from my movie podcast came through. They're like, yo, I've been a fan of you. Like, you're so funny. You're so weird. And you like embrace it. And I'm like, you know, like same thing. Like I'm I'm taking a, a train or a, maybe maybe an Uber if I'm feeling fancy. Home. Like yeah. I'm not I'm not stunned or anything. But at the same time, like I have a day job. Like I'm not I'm not a full time artist yet. Like I am yeah. right now. But I have to go back to corporate America because I got a mortgage to pay. You know what I mean? But right. it's dope that people are like inspired by the work that we do and how we come about it. And knowing all the work we put in to this point and how much work we know we're going to have to continue putting in. Because for me, like I felt like I was that asshole for a long time because I, I had a hard time like having confidence in myself. And so what I would do is like, instead of you telling me I suck, I'm going to act like I suck. And also like, we all suck. So I'm going to be like a dick. Right, right, right. Um, and I've, I've like, you know, that's the benefit of therapy. Like you talk through a lot of these feelings of why you, you lash out and stuff like that. And it turned out that I had like a lot of personal stuff going on that, you know, impacted my confidence and gave me a lot of imposter syndrome that make me lash out or mm. like not, not be the most approachable person. Right. And so like being able to like take that feedback, take that, like those accolades and compliments uh, yeah. has really put me in a better place as an artist and really made me be like, oh, I'm working towards something. You know, yeah. I mean, like it's not, you know, so like I, I I hope that you feel like you're working towards something that you're proud of where you come, like where you come from and where you're going. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, what I've come to tell myself is like uh, I'm in like like the third paragraph of my wiki page, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. You know, like uh, when I read it, like when I read it for famous people, I'm like, oh, these was this was important that they went through this. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure, like, when they were in that point, they also didn't feel like stars or celebrities yet. But if mm-hmm. I don't go through that, I can't get to the thing that I want to do and create. So I got to go through the trenches, yeah. you know? 
but paragraph three matters. You know, you can't you can't continue the story without it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and like, yeah. and the thing is, like, uh, I think you have to keep living, right? You can't just like do one thing, especially I feel like in comedy and comedy and writing, you can't just like do this one thing and that's it. And like you, the creative juices will constantly be coming. Like you have to live life. You have to meet people. You have to talk to people. You have to have experiences. So you have things to pull from in your writing and in your comedy. Otherwise yeah. it's just jokey, jokey, joke. And if there's nothing a little bit deeper behind that, then people eventually are going to go to the other person that can give them a little bit more or like do what you do, but maybe even better. Cause there's always yeah. going to be someone that's like trying to do better than you. you know As it I mean? should be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, now you can't you can't feed people broth. Not forever. <laughs> nah, it don't work. We ain't all going to Paltrow, you know what I mean? Need <laughs> <laughs> some sustenance. I will say, like, uh, you said, like, something there that, like, I, I, I want to be able to go to the store. I had the most joyous store experience this week. Okay. Um, I went to the corner store, and, like, I'd heard rumors of it. I'd seen pictures. But I finally got to try Arizona's hard teas. Oh, so you know, like how Arizona got like iced tea, green yeah, yeah. tea, peach tea, all three of those. I got hard with liquor, 5% alcohol. I was so hyped. Like I went to the counter like, yo, this is real. And like they were like, yeah, bro, we got it in yesterday. And they're what 99 cents? Nah, hell no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that'd be like. A miracle upon miracles, right there. <laughs> that'd be that'd be some rough liquor you about to drink. <laughs> Stuff still ninety nine cents. You go ahead. What's in here? <laughs> Devil Spring vodka. Oh man, but yo, like the they were solid. The I, okay. I'm a, I was a big fan of the green tea, you know, mm. and like I felt like I don't know why, but like it reminded me of like uh, the Jay Z four 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 album, you know, like okay. In that, like, it's not great, but, like, I like that it's trying to grow up, you know? Okay. I and I, I I appreciate it, you know? Like, I want rap to be, like, done by 50-year-olds, you know? Because, like, I want to connect with it forever. And I like that Arizona was like, hey, man, this tastes good, but this dude got real problems, you know? <laughs> Sometimes he needs a little more than just juice and sugar, you know? <laughs> and I thought that was beautiful. And I hope, like, in another 10 years they come up with, like, a... Uh, uh, one that allows me to drink out like a hard seltzer just because I'm a diabetic, you know? And so are their fans, yep. you know? Think of us. We're, we're aging with you, Arizona. That's true. I want to taste this, but, like, I, I need, like, you know, stevia, mm -hmm. you know? Or, but I still want the 5% alcohol. I want to keep aging with it. I hope it considers me as part of their demo. I'm with it. You, you know, they, they dropped the 22 ounces on the regular cans so that they can keep the 99 cent uh, last month. Oh, damn. Yeah, they gotta do what they gotta do, but the, the, the can Corporate is still. Profits. Yeah, I mean, they they made. I, I I think it's a minor miracle that like they pulled it off this long. It's been ninety nine cents. So it was twenty four ounces when it came out. They dropped to twenty three in the early two thousands. They down to twenty two. Still a big can, but it's still ninety nine cent. But they they slowly finally shrinking. Had to do it. Just yeah. the way the airlines are shrinking the the foot space. Yeah, just slowly making it tighter. <laughs> Hey, but I, I, either way, I'm proud of their work. I appreciated this moment. I like. I tried to hug the deli guy, but he wouldn't come around the counter. But like, I yeah, that's I not told, yeah, I told everybody there though. Like, listen, man, this is a moment. Like, sincerely, <laughs> you know, I shared it with my wife. 
I over-explained it with yeah. pride to my kids who did not get why this was such a big deal. You know, I bought them regular cans so that they could like uh, be a part of it. Like, hey, listen, this is different. Um, shockingly similar cans, by the way. So like, that's going to be a problem. Mm. But uh, other than I mean, that, different prices though, so that helps. Yeah, but very like, different so, like, prices. You know, but I can see like teenagers trying to like do a switcheroo with like the bodega people. Yeah, and trick them. Yeah, definitely. I do like that. Like, uh, I could probably drink outside now without pressure. Like, I could, like, you know. I mean, that's <laughs> that's that, that was one thing that got a little dicey in New York when people had open container. Oh yeah. At that point, like, I was just like, oh, <laughs> this is this, this ain't gonna be great. <laughs> I love that era, baby. You know, let's bring it back. It's the best part of quarantine. You know, open container season back. <laughs> you know, I want to chill outside in these streets. A little happy, you know. What's wild is uh New York City is the only place like cause um you know you can get alcohol at a bodega, but yeah. you can't get alcohol at a grocery store. And like back in Michigan where I'm from and out here in LA, you can get liquor and everything at a grocery store or a farm. Yeah, I've heard of this. That's wild. You to can me. just go in like to Walgreens and get fucked up. <laughs> you, <laughs> you can get your medicine for like your diabetes and heart, and then also get like, you know. Some Johnny Walker, maybe a mixer. <laughs> it's so like crazy and contradictory. It's wild out here. Yeah, nah. We, we I, I think that's too much power. Mm-hmm. We can't yeah. have that in New York. That's too much. I don't. I I will say like if that was possible, I would <coughs> I would actively own bodegas. <clears throat> I feel like it would change like my whole career yeah. trajectory. I would have still been in the bodega business. All the money was in the beer and the delis, and now I have like liquor too. Nah, I'd be. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. never leave. I'd, I'd be crushing it. I was I was killing it with the liquor store. Yeah. Yeah, nah. And, you know, I got to look into that legally. I want to see why we can't do that because I want to do that now. I want to have that. I know because, like, all the, all the, my favorite bodegas in New York all run illegal bars. Okay. And, like, I don't mm-hmm. chill at the bar, but I, I like the environment that it creates. You know? Because, basically, it's like a bunch of people that, like, the bodega unofficially decides, uh, hey, you can hang out here and drink all day. We'll just sell you beer at beer prices that aren't beer bar prices. And it creates a whole vibe. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not right. Like, it's not the law, yeah. but it feels good. Okay. Not, uh, it creates fun gambling, you know? Uh, I like I like betting on, like, sandwich speed being made. Uh, like there's just weird, like you know, bets that like you can make. Uh, I think I just like gambling is what I'm realizing now. Um, but the alcohol environment creates a lot of fun in that, and it's only possible in this weird mix of bodega beer drinking. That's that's wild, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Everything you just said the past minute and a half is completely insane. Welcome to New York, baby. That's what we do. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like I've never heard of that. But no, yo, next time you come, like, next time you come to New you. York, I'm gonna take this two of them within a block of my house, where like you could just go to the corner store and just chill at the store and just actively drink beer at the store. But but did the bodega smell decent? Like you know what I mean? Unless it's like the aroma is bacon, egg, and cheese, I'd be like, I don't want to be here for more than. The three minutes I need to make a purchase. Yeah, nah, like, I think there's a point where, like, uh, a bodega pivots from, like, smelling like food and smelling like 
uh like that cat like fucking smell where like they got like mm. the the litter their little litter box and these definitely smell like food you know like my yeah. like the the one that I'm thinking of right now like they I would say they do half of their business selling like uh like a full on Dominican entree like I could get mofongo there I could get like all of that like and they got like the hero bacon egg and cheese station plus it just so happens to be a bodega Okay. So like and the mofongo tastes good. Yeah, it's it's I'm a hundred percent it's not healthy, but yes. it tastes good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm with Fair it. Enough. Like I've had mango from there. Solid. Great way to start the day. Uh my wife won't have it. She's like, nah, I don't trust the I don't trust my deli person to make my breakfast like that. Yeah. And I get it. You know, but she got different standards than me. I've worked in warehouses before. You know, I've bought okay. food off of trucks and shit. Yep, like yep. A deli sandwich, uh, deli like mangu isn't scaring me, you know. I bought bacon, egg, and cheese from a dude who I've never seen like wash his hands and like he lived in that truck for like twelve hours a day. I don't know how he does it. So, but something's happening. When you worked at the warehouse, what did you do? I was loading trucks. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like this because I used to work at UPS for a bit, and then. uh, on the uh, there was like people that worked at UPS that they realized that's all they're gonna do, and they would find similar UPS like jobs off the books on the weekends. So though I would do those on occasion that would pay really well. So like mm. Saturday Sunday I'd go load a truck, and it would pay great, and then that company would disappear, and we just kind of knew like oh like I right, this was a one off or that was very illegal, but it paid great, and then you would just go back to having your union job. But like now you'd be part of the illegal truck loading rotation ring. And they would okay. tell you, hey, like uh we got a new uh company coming in. You wanna come load trucks? You'd make like three hundred bucks a day loading trucks. It was great. Okay. Yeah. See, like say uh when I was in high school, this kid I went to school with, he actually he owned this company with his brother where they did mostly construction, but then they like got outsourced to like like load boxes into pallet onto pallets and then like they would chip out, right? And um, so, like, I had I spent my weekends loading up like uh, door of the Explorer like cr- like markers and stuff into boxes, and then wrapping up those boxes, putting them in the pallets. And it was like I was working for my friend, and his <laughs> older brother, like me, like a bunch of other kids that are like we were working for our friend. He's our boss. And then what made it crazier is that we had a student teacher. And then later on in the summer, that dude started working for my friend. <laughs> it was like, what kind of operation is? That's like, awesome. It ended abruptly, but it was just like, what are we doing? I, I, that's kind of why I love that whole industry. And in that, like, it's so, like, uh, in and out. You never know when that company is yes. going to disappear. Anyone yeah. can be the boss. And <laughs> I'm blown away by what needs to be shipped. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. Every time is just like the most random product. Like, why is, who needs 30,000 pineapples today? Like, why is this all going to this one address? You know, mm. and stuff yeah. like that. I just think it's fascinating. Yeah, no, nah, I dig it. You know, I miss loading trucks. Hit me up if you got like any truck connects. You know, it's a good <laughs> workout, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if if they heard I was loading pineapples and you were loading pallets, Dora, they wouldn't know which one of those are elite. I feel like they're both very suspect jobs. And I, I yes. think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah every time I've like, worked at a trucking place, I felt like I was doing something wrong. 
And it wasn't always true, but it was def true enough times that like I couldn't tell the difference anymore. The space that we worked in, and it was like it was very curious because like even my friend and his brother, like their friends work for them too. So we're all like in this warehouse loading up stuff. And we're like decent looking guys. We're all young. We're spending our summer in this <laughs> weird ass warehouse. I was just like, this doesn't feel right. Yeah, like one dude literally looked like Freddie Prince Jr. And I'm like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, <laughs> you could model. You notice? Know yeah. Like, why are you? Why are you here with me? Why am I here? The yeah. weirdest mix of people end up in those places, man. I mm-hmm. love it. But it's the best workout in the world, B. It's the last time I had a six pack. It was in a truck. That's yeah. Straight up, I'd do it again. Hit me up, B. Let's <laughs> get <laughs> to the news. Uh, Paris residents vote in favor of banning rental electric scooters. That's right. Uh, residents of Paris have voted in favor of banning rental electric scooters from the French capital. Almost 90% of those who turned out on Sunday for the referendum organized by Paris's mayor uh, voted for the ban. The turnout was very low, however, with only 746 of registered a percent of registered voters casting ballots uh, in one of the 203 polling stations. Uh, on September 1st, there will be no more rental scooters in Paris. Uh, this is a victory for local democracy, that said the Paris mayor, uh, and uh, Hidalgo. Uh, the ban will come into force at the end of August when the city's uh, scooter operator's contract expire. A private owner of the e-scooter won't be affected. Gang, gang. Are you a fan of these things? Like, no. LA has scooters like that, right? Yeah, and they're nuts because they're big, and people just leave them in the middle of the sidewalk. Yeah, like, they just abandon them, and you, yeah, it's 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 never, it never seems like it's worth the, the the problems that they pose. You know what I mean? It's like it's a lot different than city bike. I would say, yeah, Just city bike you had to like station them, like you know the little hub spots or whatever they are. But like these scooters, people like literally like just toss them into the street. They toss them into like uh parks and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. I think that's the difference. Like you need to have to park them. Like being able to just leave them anywhere is wild. Mm-hmm. Um yep. and, and all that too. Yeah. Is there like a way of like is there any scooter thing that like requires parking? I can't think of any programs. Like any city I've been to, all the ones I know are like to your point, they're just like random scooters abandoned just abandoned like you know whether it's la dc uh, i was in lisbon same yeah. thing like the scooters are just you just have to walk around them sometimes and you're just like <laughs> so, so just expecting someone to come by swipe and continue on like yeah no one got like, your this, day going on yeah <laughs> uh-uh and like for me like i i tried to problem solve it like maybe this should be only a a small city thing. But like, I went to like, uh, like I was in Boise. They got that joint too. And mm. like, it, all it did was make me think that like a kid got kidnapped over and over again. Cause it was just rare enough that like, <laughs> Oh shit. Yeah. Why is this scooter here? You know? <laughs> Whereas like in LA, it was like, Oh, this is problematic that people are using scooters. Yeah. I can't think, I think there has to be like a parking thing for that to work. Otherwise, like you got to get rid of them. I'm pa- yo, props to the people perish. Just like saying, yo, fuck this. We don't need this no more. You know? and it's not worth the hassle. Yeah. Nah, B. It, it creates too big of a problem in comparison to what it solved. Well done, yo. Props to y'all. No more scooters out there, gang gang. We don't need that. It's not part of the brand. In, uh, in other news, John Travolta's 
white Saturday night fever suit is up for auction. Uh, fans of the Saturday mm. night fever uh, have a chance to grab a piece of pop culture history later this month when the suit comes up for auction. The uh, monochromatic ensemble is expected to fetch up to $200,000 when it goes under the hammer wow. as part of Hollywood classic and contemporary sale um, on uh, in April uh, 22nd and 23rd in California. Uh, the owner is currently uh, TCM um, of Warner Brothers Discovery. Bang. Would you bid wow. on this? No, I mean, I if it was like the let's say it was like the vinyl album, like first edition, like signed by the Bee Gees and stuff. I might, I might consider yeah. it because that's my favorite album of all time, like soundtrack of all time. Like, uh, I grew up listening to that soundtrack. My Nana like would play it when we would drive to like Detroit, like all that's like so. Oh, I have, that's like, a awesome. very soft spot in my heart for the soundtrack. The movie, on the other hand, is fucking nuts. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a time capsule of it, you know of the seventies. But it's it's very gritty. Um, it's essentially a disco eight mile, um, but with a lot more <laughs> M bombs. Um, so I'm not, yeah, I'm not like going to put a bid in for John Travolta's suit that he sweated through. Um, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Is there any uh, movie uh, trivia or like any movie like a uh, piece like that that you would cop? I was Ooh, trying to think of that. Cool. Like, are there any like items that I would like to own? Like. Uh, the only one that like really and super like I, I, I nerdy of me, but like I want to own one of the ooze canisters from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. I think that'd be one. dope to have. Like, it, I, especially, and I don't know if I which one I would want more. Like one of them glowing with the green stuff, or the cracked mm. one that like okay. theoretically they came from. But I would love to have that. Yeah, I think maybe the older one from Harry Potter. Okay. That'd be dope. Um, ooh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be I think fine. The older one. Or um, I'm like a big Scream fan, and the newest one, they had like this warm mask that's like ripped, like worn by the OG killers. Yeah. I think that would be cool. That'd be Hell a cool yeah. like, memento to have. But the older one or like that would be dope. Yo, we going I'm a I'm a so you can't tag this stuff on your Amazon list, but I want this. If uh, there's a real generous fan out there, you know, uh, send that to me. Send it my way. Send that his way. Let's get these masks and ooze containers. Yeah. I feel like the ooze <laughs> containers should be. I feel. I, I'm wondering which one would be more affordable, the mask or the ooze container. Ooh, I think the mask, just because it's so new. Yeah, the ooze container would be, especially if you want it from like the movie. That's yeah. gonna be. That's gonna be. That'd be a tough find, and so it's gonna be more expensive. That's fair. Damn, I got. That's 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 a really. Oh, uh, I mean, this isn't really like a memento from a show, like from a movie though. But like, I remember like a few years ago when like the the Kirsten Wig Ghostbusters came out, they re released Ecto Cooler, and oh. I happened to get a bunch. I got like I got like fifty of them from this event <laughs> that I went to. That would be like if I could like have like patience to keep some of them because that stuff doesn't go bad. Right. So if I like if I had patience to just keep a package and then like on like let's say like I sell a feature script and I'm like in a different I'm a different level, that's when I crack those open, like that would be <laughs> fantastic. Hey man. It's good to have dreams. I like that. Nineties, baby. That's what we're here for. Ecto cooler. You know, I'm gonna add that to my my Christmas list. I dig that. <laughs> Another news uh scientists identify 
a secret ingredient in Leonardo da Vinci's paintings. That's right. Uh, also, I had to like remind myself not to say DiCaprio for some reason. I don't know why. It just <laughs> felt wrong. Uh, <laughs> old masters such as Leonardo da Vinci, Sandro uh, Botticelli, I think that's how you say that, and Rembrandt uh, may have used proteins, especially egg yolks, it turns out, in their oil paintings, according to a new study. Uh, trace qualities of the protein uh, residue have long been detected in uh, classic oil paintings, uh, but uh, recently... Uh, a new study sheds light on the te- on the technical knowledge of the old masters, uh, most skilled uh, European painters of the 16th through 18th century. Um, and apparently they were using egg yolks uh, for a few reasons. One, um, it uh, helped to change um, the aging process. It slowed it down. Oil paintings tended to uh, shrivel up. Yep. And uh, two, it uh, helped uh, to keep the oil painting colors from going dark earlier. Um, so it allowed them to keep the bright pigment that they were trying to create with the painting for a, for the life of the painting. Um, but yeah, apparently egg yolks has been a beneficial addition to painting uh, for years, and it's uh, what's affected uh, a lot of their work. And it's all, and uh, they're able to tell, in particular, with a lot of like uh, pieces, the amount of egg yolk and other protein they use based on the aging. So it's helped them with uh, detecting. How Look old the particular painting is? Crazy shit. Look at old uh, old artists using science. You know what I mean? That's, Hell yeah! Okay, I'm a fan of this. I think this is dope. I, lo- I love I love hearing stories of like ingenuity. Like this is some like you know uh, by any means art. I think that's fire. I I would love to know who like came up with that first because I feel like that's an argument. Like in my like if my daughter was like, I need these egg yolks for my painting. That's not going over well. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, like what? I'm going yeah, to need more information, you know? Well, especially considering how expensive eggs are these days. Yeah, I can see there being a little bit of debate about how how many yolks we talk. You know, like, and what you paying, you know? I haven't liked the last four pictures, you know? Is oh, this an egg yolk damn. worthy painting? You know? I got to see what you're working on, you know? Show me show me a rough draft first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's okay to hold them to a standard. You know, you're over here wasting egg yolks. Show me your rough draft. <laughs> Gotta be raising Rembrandts only, okay? My kids are stars. <laughs> uh, finally, uh, LeBron James and Tiger Woods headline Forbes' 2023 list of newest sport billionaires. That's right. Uh, sports oh, wow. World okay. welcomed 12 new billionaires over the past year, including the uh, Lakers star and the golf legend. Um, Forbes' uh, Matt Craig reported that James is now worth $1 billion. Um, he is uh, projected to earn one hundred and twenty-four and a half million dollars in twenty twenty-three alone, um, from his contract and off-court endorsements. Uh, Woods' net worth uh, reached one point one billion, um, and this is uh, despite the fact that he recently uh, turned down a offer of eight hundred million to sign with uh, Liv Golf. Um, I believe this makes uh, LeBron the first like active major sports person. With a billion, right? Like uh, of the of the four major sports, I know t- Tiger Woods would technically still be an active athlete, but he's in a uh, individualized sport. Yeah. Um, but I can't think I of another so. athlete that's like playing in like baseball, football. Yeah, because Jordan obviously has been out the game for a minute. Yeah, and he definitely didn't hit the Billy while he was playing. Yeah, that's crazy, yo. To still be on the court, 
and worth a yo. That's love for the I game. I mean, but that's why he's still in the court, though. You know, he's got a lot of things he's got to fund. Yo, you know what I mean, like, <laughs> damn, yo, I can't imagine giving a fuck about basketball after a billion dollars. Well, that's the thing, though, right? It's like when you hear that, like for me, I'm like wondering how much of that is cash, liquid. You know what I mean? Like how much, how much is that? Is just like um, credit. You know what I mean? Right. Like he. It, because that's that's what you learn about a lot of like rich people. A lot of them have a lot of wealth because of various things that technically they can get credit for, like you right. know, like that they they can increase their credit limits and stuff like that that allow them to purchase more things and have more opportunities. It's yeah, I, you know, you find out very few people are actually like cash yeah, millionaires yeah. or billionaires. Yeah, I had this convo with uh, my kid recently that like our house is worth a million dollars, but. I can't order seamless today, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I ain't paid that bill yet. You gotta wait. Uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> you will inherit a lot one day, uh, but it will all be in this building. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, today, like now, nah, I can do Wendy's only. You know, those are real talks. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I uh, option. Yeah, you know, I gave him a play. You know, but I think that's, I think that's dope. Like props to him. Uh, being able to get to that number, uh, yeah. you know, uh, lo- love hearing about black excellence, love hearing about uh, a young athlete who had his head on straight economically. Um, just in general, I, I know people give him props as an athlete, but like he's legitimately like the ultimate success story to me. Um, super like family oriented in terms of what he projects, uh, master mm. of his craft um, and seems to be setting himself up to transition uh, to do well afterward with other businesses. Just yeah, I think his growth mindset is what I most admire about him. I'm not the biggest, like, you know, I don't, I follow basketball, but like, I'm not, I would be lying if I said like, I'm a big LeBron fan or anything by any means, but yeah. I do respect how much he's, he's invested in not only different things like education and like, you know, film and providing accessibility and opportunities for people that look like us. But also, he's trying to look, he like he's actively learning about these things. It's not just yeah. like paying lip service. It's like no, I'm actually trying to educate myself. I'm actually trying to be a good ally, or like you know, um, use my platform in a meaningful way, even if it does give me backlash. You know, like that's the that's what a lot of people say is the biggest difference between him and Jordan is that, whereas Jordan was very much like I'm corporate, like Word. I'm never going to say anything publicly that's going to ruffle any feathers either side. LeBron's like. I don't give a fuck. Like I'm going to say like my truth and you know, sometimes that's pissed off people, but you know, his game still can't be denied. So. Word. And neither apparently his uh, banking, uh, yep. you know, <laughs> you can say what you want to say and still make a billion dollars. I think that's dope. Yeah. You know, yep. there's a, there's a, a blueprint for us, you know? It, yep. And it's uh, not a, just a white guy. who's able to do that, which Word is nice up. to see. It's yeah. awesome. You know, I'm glad white people can do that. I'm not like saying, yo, Y'all shouldn't be billionaires. Yeah. I'm just saying I'm glad that other people can too. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, you know? I like that. Yeah, that's a beautiful sentiment. We should be billionaires next, Brandon. I like that. Brandon. I, I, um, I love that. But you know what? Actually, you know what? I want to be a quiet millionaire. Because I feel like million. a billion, I feel like a billion's too much pressure because people are gonna be like, Well, you don't need a billion dollars, bro. What are you gonna, you know, you should give it to charity or like do all these things. Like people start telling you so much what to do with your money when yeah. you get a certain amount of it. Whereas if I'm a quiet millionaire, that means like I'm able to take care of my family, but we're not going to flaunt it. We're not going to be like, 
buying Aston Martins from like the 1960s and buying like these <laughs> Bel Air mansions. We're gonna be just living. We're gonna know we're comfortable. We're gonna know our family's taken care of. Um, you know, the, the mom in law and stuff like that might get like their own apartment that they can just chill. They don't have to worry about rent and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, that, I think that's the sweet spot for me personally. It would be that's fair. A quiet millionaire. I mean, admittedly, I'm never gonna be a millionaire. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I don't have to worry too much about this. (laughs) If I did, though, like, I feel like I would do, like, the things I dream about at Death Wild, like, I want to, I definitely want to, like, go on, like, go to, like, a street in East New York and be like, yo, all your mortgages are paid. Oh, wow, yeah. I want to do something like that. Like, yeah, this whole, yeah, uh, Picking Avenue, all y'all good, you know? To send the send send me the info, send me the bank info. It's paid off. I want to do something like that, yeah, you know. That's that'd be that. That'd be fire, you know. Yeah, I like, and then like, I wanna I wanna make like all East New York residents like, uh, like executive producer of like a movie or something that I'm on, like some shit like that. Like, yeah. yo, you're gonna get thirty seven cents off of this shit forever, you know. But it's yours. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Boom. Help me make my dreams come true. I want to be a billionaire. Help Brandon be a quiet millionaire, a.k.a. I a billionaire. Be a billionaire we so out here. fucking bad. Yeah, baby. We could buy all the memorabilia we want. You know, I used mm-hmm. to sing that song, by the way, to my kid to go to sleep. Oh, yeah? Yeah, real talk. He used to cry every time my wife left the house when he was like a baby. And I couldn't get him to shut up. And then... Uh, I started playing like music in the background, trying to like get him to hush. And when that came on, he quieted down completely. Okay. And I was like, "Oh shit, this is the magic!" And only and I remember that because, uh, like two weeks later, after having made this discovery and leveraging it, uh, it was his baptism, and he was crying at the church, and I got him to get quiet by saying that song. But I forgot midway into singing it that he curses in the hook, mm, you know? So yeah, I cursed yeah. at the church while singing <laughs> this. And like the deacon, who's also my father-in-law was like, yo. And I was like, yo, but he quiet though, you know? And like, <laughs> and we kind of like, he was quiet. like, yeah, I, I guess that's the lesser of the two evils right now, you know? <laughs> but I, I definitely like said fuck at, the, at my son's baptism. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, my bad. But, you know, I think God understood, you know? Yeah, as long as you ask him for forgiveness, you know, all is uh, well in the, the land of the, the oil. I was in a place to be for it, baby. <laughs> Brandon, <laughs> uh, tell people where they can find you at, homie. Yeah, folks, y'all can follow me at American Collins and all social media platforms, AmericanCollins.com for tickets for upcoming shows, including Drunk Black History, the Juneteenth Brunch Show on Sunday, June 18th at the Bell House in Brooklyn. We're selling in-person and live stream tickets. Again, you can get those at AmericanCollins.com or you can go to DrunkBlackHistory.com. I also have Comedy Outliers, a stand-up comedy showcase I co-host with my homie Mike Brown that we're bringing back for summer edition at Ewing Hall, also in Brooklyn. You can get tickets for that at AmericanCollins.com. And then I host a movie review podcast called Media Podcast with my homie Justin Brown. I got so many Browns in my life. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's Ron Tomales accredited. It's a lot of fun. And we uh, tell you whether or not a movie is worth your money. So check that out at MediumPopcorn.com. And thank yeah. you as always, bro, for inviting me onto the show. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you. Look, he's trying to save y'all money. Okay? Yep. You don't want to be out there seeing trash. Check him nope. out. Save some bread. 
Brandon, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you. This has been another War Report bonus edition. Catch y'all next time. Peace.